Welcome to this Veterinary Evidence Student Awards podcast from RCVS Knowledge. Veterinary Evidence is an online, open-access, peer-reviewed veterinary journal. The annual Veterinary Evidence Student Awards are open to all undergraduate students from around the world studying any veterinary-related degree. Not only could you be published in a peer-reviewed veterinary journal and make a personal contribution to the evidence base, but you could also win one of three cash prizes. To find out more, visit rcbsknowledge.org forward slash student awards. Hi, welcome to this podcast. I'm Kit Sturgist, Editor-in-Chief of Veterinary Evidence, and I have the great pleasure today to be chatting with the winners of our Veterinary Evidence Student Awards for 2022. So we have had two papers that were given awards, one on the use of supraglottic devices in rabbits and one on the value of telemedicine consultations compared to in-person consultations. So I want to get started. Very quickly, I'm just going to go around the young vets with me and just for a very brief introduction of who they are, and where they are and their courses. Thank you. So over to you, Max. Hello, uh, I'm Max. I am the final year student at the RVC right now. Thank you. And Nara? Yeah, my name is Nara and I'm in my final year at the Royal Veterinary College as well. And Max and Nara were involved with the knowledge summary on teleconsultation. And Sarah, who's kindly joined us all the way from Sydney, Australia, had just qualified. So big congratulations to her. Hi. Uh, well, yes, as Kit said, I my name's Sarah. I'm from the University of Sydney in Australia, and I have officially finished my final year as of um, last Thursday. So very excited to join the profession. <laughs> Brilliant. So really, just to, as a bit of a kickoff, um, I wanted to talk to each of you about you know what motivated you to take part in the competition uh, in the midst of a busy student uh, course. You know what made you feel you wanted to take time out to, to to produce an academic paper. So if we can start with Nara, what thoughts? What motivated you? Uh, I think I've always wanted to experience um, writing a research paper, and I think um, because of COVID. That's. I think I had honestly a little bit extra time on my hands um, in that moment, and then we thought uh, maybe writing a paper was was going to be an interesting experience, and that's why I think I did what I did. And and anything particular that made you select what you wrote your knowledge summary on was that your idea or something that uh, somebody suggested to you? I think Max can take the credit for the original idea, but I think it's something that I've been um, interested in, especially since COVID. I think we saw a shift in all of like in all industries I think it's shifted to being online and I and I think we thought that um, something good interesting to look at. Thank you and so over to you Max so um, what motivated you and, and and what how do you come up with the idea about telemeds and comparing that with with in-person consultations? So um, similarly to Nara I also always wanted to explore publishing a paper and Actually, we're both also involved in um, a research society at the RVC and kind of it was always on our radar that it is an, an exciting and interesting thing to do. But then it is really, I think everyone appreciates that as a student, it's quite hard to get published in a peer reviewed journal like, because you don't know how to take the first steps normally. 
because it just seems like such an esoteric thing to do that again you just don't know what to do however with the knowledge summary competition there were very clear steps and guidelines and there was a lot of support from um, veterinary evidence side so that's kind of what motivated us is that it was really clear what is expected of us and how to take the first steps with um, the topic itself is quite an, I guess a somewhat funny story because what we first decided that we want to write something for veterinary evidence and we want to partake in this competition but then we encountered a problem because in general I am more interested in the equine side of things and now I'm more interested in the small animal side of things so we just couldn't really think of a topic that would be interesting to both of us to write about at the same time and we almost even we even considered writing about farm because that would be in between our interests and this way like neither of us would be kind of in their own domain but then just with covid and everything and telemedicine becoming a bigger and bigger topic that just kind of came up and it was a light bulb moment which kind of was the magic solution that it was like an interesting topic for both of us to write and it was actually very engaging and very little was done on it to this point especially the since covid a lot more papers were produced and since then again not that many like analyses were done thank you i mean that's that's really interesting and i i just wanted to pick up on your point about being interested in what you write were writing about how important was that rather than just sort of selecting a topic of um, veterinary evidence has a list of topics called answer me's um, which have preformed picos well I think it was key because as you said like we did I mean everyone did it alongside our studies so then there were definitely moments when you open an email with more edits <laughs> that are recommended and you know you have to redo a lot more work and re-read the papers and rewrite some sections and if you do it like during rotations it's very easy to just be like want to not to do it and apologies to Jennifer there were a lot of late replies on our side but um, I think because we were actually interested in the topic and we we're interested in the papers and seeing what the editors think about our the way we analyze them and if they agree I think that was really key to us actually going through with everything and finishing the paper that thanks for that I mean I think that does illustrate what we've heard in, in past years as well, that being interested in what you're writing about makes a huge difference to the ease and, and motivation to carry on. So um, coming to you, Sarah, so you know, again, what motivated you to take the time to write and, and what why, why supergothic devices in rabbits? It's funny that you say you have to be interested in the topic because that was actually a question that I wanted an answer to and it wasn't available. <laughs> Um, because, you know, I started getting into clinical practice and I thought, oh, there's these two different devices, like what is better? And I really wanted to know the answer to that question. So, you know, I hopped on, tried to see if I could find a knowledge summary that answered that question and there wasn't one. And I thought, you know, scrolling through the pages and I see that this this great competition open as well. And I thought, what a great opportunity to try and try my hand in, in publications before I, I graduate. So yeah, for me, the key thing was actually really being interested in the topic that I wanted an answer to. And I learned a lot about other things on the way. So that that's brilliant and actually fantastic um, because we often have questions that we all go away and squirrel to look for information, but, but rarely do we have the motivation to publish to help others. And so 
you know, you you guys by answering these questions means that other people don't have to do all the legwork. And I'm sure you found that legwork is quite a lot to get your literature searches and things. So um, that that's really brilliant. So Max, you um, mentioned about the peer review process and just coming to Nara as, as the other part of your duo. How did you find the peer review process? Was it really scary or do you feel it it was sufficiently supportive for you to feel you could get through it? Um, I think for me, everything was a very new process. Like I've, I think we've both written like university level papers where it's just kind of like writing a research paper and then you give it to your tutor or another member of the academic team and they review it and they give it back to you. But this is all very new to me. But I think we were very well supported, like all the, all the edits were very helpful and it helped us because we've been reading our papers over and over again. I think it really helped us get a new perspective on what we wrote. And then there were some, there was definitely some moments where we were like, yes, that does, that does not make sense what we wrote. And so it's just really good to get a few, like new eyes on what we've written, essentially. And and Sarah, you too. Sort of, ha, ha, did you find that the peer review process was a sort of positive, supportive thing, or or a little bit scary and a bit sort of feeling that you're being criticised? I really loved the process because, as they, you know, as Nara has said, when you read a paper or anything you've written multiple times, sentences make sense to you that may not make sense to other people on first read, and. Um, there were some things where I, especially because it was the first time writing anything that I wouldn't have even thought would be important to include. Um, and the, the people who were commenting, um, who peer reviewed my my publication were actually, you know, they're all experts in their field. They're people I've been to webinars in, um, you know, talking about these topics in, in exotic species and things. And I was just, I was a bit like, oh my goodness, they're reading my, <laughs> they're reviewing my paper, which was, which was really cool because their perspectives are really important because they're the ones out in clinic who are already experiencing these things. So you know, them sort of directing us towards the the right way to answer that clinical question um, in the way that's going to actually help other veterinarians who are also interested in this clinical question was really key um, to making me really confident in the final product. That's great. And um what made you do it yourself alone rather than you know looking for others other people to do um to do the writing well so in our degree we have these units um about sort of research you know they go through the different levels of information how to do a literature search um to find answers to what you're interested about um and it was actually there was a final assessment for this unit that we did. And that was actually the foundation for the paper that I ended up writing. Um, so because I'd sort of done that assignment by myself, I thought it'd be a bit strange to bring other people in um, sort of last minute, I guess, because all of the, the foundation had already been done. You know, the papers had been reviewed. It was just about sort of, I guess, formatting it, formatting it in a way that would be suitable for um, veterinary evidence. Um, so didn't mean to do it on my own originally but I guess it was nice to have the challenge um, to know that I could do it because you know as you said sometimes it can be difficult to collaborate with people with different um, 
different schedules. Everybody in this profession is very busy with um, competing um, with our studies as well. Very, very time heavy. So sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit difficult to get multiple people in the room. So maybe it was, maybe that was a little bit easier in, in, in my aspect, because at least Jennifer was just waiting from a, for a reply just for me rather than multiple people. <laughs> And and I'm interested too because obviously as as you did this as as part of your course, how different was the final uh, knowledge summary that was published compared to the uh, what you submitted for your your coursework? I guess originally when I was doing the assignment through the university, there was really just one vet um, who was at one of the practices um, that the university runs who read it, um, and they hadn't really done knowledge summaries before, and it was it wasn't sort of really like a more directed focused project in that way. It was just kind of it's like a bit more general. Um, whereas once I started going through the peer review process, um, you know, there were a lot of useful comments about what papers shouldn't actually be included and what maybe should be. Um, and also what information you should be including and just the different comparisons you should really be making to make sure that you're really answering that clinical question. So a lot of the foundation was there, but the final product is, was definitely quite, quite a bit more, I guess, extensive and focused, I think, than the original assignment. That, that's really interesting. And I guess the other question about the peer review process, which I think young writers sometimes struggle with, is, is when a reviewer makes a comment, but you disagree with it, whether you felt you were able to say, I've heard what you said, but actually, personally, I feel that what we wrote or it was the right thing. Did, did you, uh, any, any of you three come across that need to, to rebut a comment made in the review? I mean, personally for me, I I read through the comments and I was like, oh, this is different. Like this isn't something I would have necessarily thought, but I didn't feel uncomfortable, I guess, seeking further clarification as to why they would maybe want that change made because I am so new to this process. So, you know, when they were saying you should pot potentially include a, like a specific statistic that I didn't think was, was relevant um, for an example, um, it was because of the way that the that I guess the re your responses are sort of managed through the online system. I didn't find it that daunting. It would have been nice, I guess, to have a sit down, talk about it. But obviously, people are a little bit too busy for that. Um, but it just meant that, you know, you, you can reply to, a, to something that they've said and, and they'll see that reply and then they can, you know, clarify further what they mean. Like it was a bit of a back and forth, I thought, rather than a this is how you should do something. It was a very collaborative process so I, I didn't feel like any of the comments were unwarranted at all and what about you Max and Nara what how did how did you feel about um, whether you felt the comments were you know helpful always or whether there were some that you felt actually didn't quite agree with uh sure um I think most of the comments we ended up agreeing with I think there was some where we were a bit like oh we weren't sure but then I think ultimately it was a matter of communicating it back to the editors and then I think eventually we always found a way to just phrase things a bit differently to make sort of in the end like the same point but then it was definitely felt more of a collaboration than like a oh I don't disagree with you no I don't agree with you yeah I, I agree I think it was all it was very com we were comfortable to reply and say why would you say that given this and that the only somewhat funny situation, if I remember it correctly, was that two reviewers wanted opposite things. And once we did uh, do what one of the reviewers wanted, 
spending a few hours rewriting things. Um, the second reviewer said, why did you do make these changes? Because it made it worse. So then we had to go back and redo it again. But I suppose that's, I know kids would just say that's a normal thing that always happens in peer review process. And we should just prepare for it to continuously happen in the future. That's very interesting. And, and obviously then it, it also illustrates that review is a is a subjective process for the reviewers as well, that, that they look at things in different ways. And that's why we tend to have more than one reviewer so that there is make sure there's balance. But I thought that was really interesting points you made about this being a collaborative process. And, and I think that's something that we're very keen at Veterinary Evidence to try and encourage a collaborative review process rather than it being sort of adversarial, perhaps, which sometimes some uh, some journals, perhaps that's a bit more how their review process works. So so that's really useful information um, that you've gleaned from this and, and to pass on to to younger vets who may or new younger than yourselves anyway, who may be looking at um, coming through the process. So um, Sarah, um, Besides learning more about um, supraglottic airway devices and risks and benefits and rabbits, what, what were the sort of the other things that you learned through going through that a more formalised process of producing a, a knowledge summary? I think the most important skill I learned was, I guess, how to actually write a knowledge summary. I know that seems silly because, you know, you can read and look at a template and you read other people's work, but it's very different reading somebody else's knowledge summary and trying to make your own. <laughs> so I think that's probably the the biggest thing I learned from this experience. And I actually read a lot of other people's knowledge summaries to try and get an idea of of sort of how that the, the flow really worked with these. So I actually learned a lot about a lot of other clinical questions that <laughs> other people had been answering, um, you know, regarding exotics and small animals and even, even equine. <laughs> so I guess... For me, you know, it's everybody in our industry, we're always striving the best to do for our patients. You know, we, we want to we want to make sure that we're doing things that align with their best care. And in this way, you know, as you said, the collaboration, that's it's so important um, that we are collaborating because we are time poor, even not not even just as a student, just working in the profession. And um, I think having that collaboration um, from this experience, I've learned how important it is to do that. You know, like you said, researching a topic, looking, doing a literature review just for your own benefit is great because you're looking at the most recent, um, the recent evidence that's out there, but putting that in a format that your colleagues can use, that's, that's really important. You know, you're learning from each other. And I think that that's what makes this profession so great to be in. That's, that's really good to hear. And, and I think really important that, um, if you if we think of the volume of information that's coming out in the veterinary field, no one person can uh, can review it and keep up to date, particularly in a, even just in fairly confined areas, let alone generally in veterinary medicine. So supporting each other, I think, is a, is a really key uh, thing that knowledge summaries hopefully provide. So um, Nara, for you, um, besides um, the essay, learning a bit more about um, the formalization of, of re reviewing a telemedicine consultation versus an in-person. What other sort of things did you learn during, during the process? Um, I think writing a paper with another person was also something that I learned how to do. I think doing it with Max. <laughs> um, I think it's like you write one paper, but it really is 
two braids trying to write one single paper and try to form a, an objective opinion on the subject. So I think that was a new learning point. But I think also just writing a knowledge summary is possible. Like publishing in my head was like something I would do years down the line as a vet. It's not something that I would do as a student. So I think just knowing that it's possible to do that, I think that was quite valuable. And I think it's definitely something that I would consider doing again, because I think it's very useful. Like um, like what Sarah kind of alluded to, like we are in a time poor profession. So I think just knowing where to look for information and I think looking through the questions, like the questions you have on the website, it shows that there's a gap between, a gap between the sort of like so many different papers and just getting a simple answer to things. And I think this is a very good way to bridge the research papers into applicable things that you can use in day-to-day -day AP practice. That, that, that's really interesting. And has it stimulated you to actually create research in the area, having looked at what was relatively weak evidence for what we do? Do you feel that actually you would want to provide, produce more evidence um, about this subject? Because as I think, as you say in your article, it's likely that this is going to continue and, you know, this is the a bit more of the way we're going to work in the future. I think it's definitely on my radar. I think it's something that I'm quite interested in. And I think, um, I'm not sure if I can speak for Max as well, but I think it's something that has very big potential in the veterinary field. So it's something I'm definitely going to look into further. That That's brilliant. And, and, and for you, Max, do you think you learned stuff about how you work and, and your learning style and your um, you know, personal development, as well as just purely the sort of um, writing a paper aspect of it? I think uh, taking constructive criticism and really internalizing it and kind of using it to make the final product better was probably the most crucial step because no one was really grading us as opposed to like our normal academic experience where any criticism you take as the reduction in your grade. Whereas here, like, this is just valid criticism that we need to take, accept, and try to improve our paper. So I think that was really like, a very useful experience. Again, more about like, teamwork and managing time since we did write it together. I think it was also important to try to kind of share the workload, but also like find those find the time to meet and discuss it, make sure that we're all on the same page about the papers about the final products, about kind of our overall answer to the knowledge summary. That, that And that's very interesting. And as we're, you'll be going into a profession where quality improvement and, and therefore assessing what we do and accepting that we can make changes and do things better. That's that's an important aspect of, of your future career. So getting some feelings that feedback is, isn't all about academic grading and, and criticism and that is actually a positive thing that that's really great to start your that getting used to that because I think that is something that you every or we all encounter in our, our professional lives so that's really good and um Nara I guess 
hopefully there are some people who are thinking about entering the 2023 student awards so um would you recommend it or would you say no go and lie on the beach and have something to drink instead i mean definitely go lie, lie on the beach and lie <laughs> on the beach but <laughs> but no i think it's definitely i think they should definitely go for it i think it's it's not as daunting as, as it seems i'm not saying it's not hard work because i think it is you know, it's everything is you have to read tons of papers, you have to put them into a knowledge summary, and then you have to like read your papers over and over and over again. Um, but I think it's something that's definitely worth doing something that's definitely worth your time and energy, I think. Thank you. And, 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 and it's clear from listening to all of you that you're you're proud, I mean, in, in what you've achieved, and, and I guess, few things in life that you are proud of that come with no work at all so I guess that's the nature of it um Max what sort of, do you have any tips for any person who's thinking well well I'll go for the 2023 student awards what what things now your slightly older self would tell your the person just starting out on on your knowledge summary that you might do differently well the main thing that I did tell to some students who were interested in it or considering uh, participating in the student awards was just to do it because it definitely seems much more daunting than it is and again the whole team was really really friendly throughout the process so it's almost that you're wondering if you should have done it earlier in the course when you had more time i don't know if it seems like sarah maybe agrees with it but it really was a very positive experience and therefore like, I wouldn't say that I would have done something differently, except maybe when choosing a topic to, uh, in our case, it was actually quite hard to assess the different thing, uh, papers between each other because they're questionnaires. And in a way they all measured different things because as soon as the phrasing was different, it became hard to kind of compare the final outcome between the different questionnaires. So definitely maybe, if I would also say to steer away from questionnaires and maybe do a clinical, like a very clinical question, just because it would be a bit of a nicer paper to write, you would struggle a lot less. At least what we think at the end when Nara and I were talking about it. But um, overall, again, I guess the main thing is just to do, go ahead and do it because it really, again, wasn't that as difficult as it seems when you just look at the peer review process at the different other papers you're like oh my god how could i ever do it whereas if you just start doing it you you do end up writing it and it's actually not that bad so really good advice so getting pen to paper or finger to keyboard or whatever just getting on with it is certainly valuable and 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 i think you know you did pick a difficult topic a subjective topic and and perhaps it says more about how we do our research that everybody does things slightly differently which makes it then very difficult to, to actually accumulate uh, combine those pieces of knowledge that may tell other people within the veterinary community about thinking a bit more about what they do and whether we should have more standardized approaches to things so we can summate our knowledge but that's a really interesting point and so Sarah, I mean, obviously it's part of your course that you did the initial work. Um, so would you encourage other students in in coming in years to come 
that it's worth taking that extra step, taking that work effort that you've already done and, and, and going forward with a knowledge summary? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, we do so much, so much work in this degree and taking it that little step further, I think it's a really valuable experience as far as your learning goes as well, because you're reading through all of these papers and you're reading through all of these different studies that have answered different questions um, and you're assessing what the strengths and the weaknesses are and that really develops your own clinical perspective like if you want to do further prospective studies in the future you've sort of already got an introduction to where where your potential weaknesses may lie and how you can potentially make them um, stronger and I do agree with Maxim about um, it was a bit challenging doing it in final year, but um, I guess if I had advice for somebody who was doing it in final years, just set aside that time. Don't get stressed out because everybody's very lovely and supportive. Um, I know Jennifer was answering many emails for me sometimes when I was, <laughs> when I had questions about, about my paper. Um, and I think that, that in itself is you know, an encouragement to, to enter a competition like this because you're learning through the process of writing a knowledge summary that's actually going to help yourself, your colleagues. And I have to say, it's probably going to be useful to your career as well. It looks pretty good on your resume to already have a published paper. And if you have a special interest, um, you know, for example, for me in exotics, um, even if you're applying for your final year placements, if you can say, hey, I have a paper published um, in this topic, you might get a placement at a clinic that you've, you know, it's quite challenging to get a placement at if it's very competitive. Um, same with once you start looking at your future careers. Um, if you've already published a paper, again, it's, an, it's another great thing to say, hey, like I'm really interested in these other topics. I really went above and beyond during my degree to actually contribute um, to, to research as a whole and it just shows that you're a little bit more motivated and driven so I, I definitely would recommend that um that anybody in in the position to do so would enter the competition so that that's really interesting that that there are other benefits as you say just beyond the the learning that you get from publishing the paper to your career so that's that's really good thing to get across so um just really just wanted to pop round that you one last time for any final comments you have um so uh nara any final comments or thoughts that you want to share with um the listeners um no just a, it's a fun process um you definitely learn a lot but uh like i said it's worth it and it's something very valuable to do during um your student career i guess thank you and and max uh Actually, what Sarah just said reminded me of a, a huge positive side to doing this, which is you understand how to assess my quality of evidence. But that also means that you understand how to yourself make hopefully better design studies. So study designs, just because you then start to see all the potential flaws as you're thinking, oh, I'll do this. But then you realize, oh, I'm not controlling for this, that and that. And that's, I think, is also really useful if you are considering like future career in research or just generally considering to publish any research. So I think that's definitely also another valuable externality of doing uh, the student awards. And 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 that's an excellent piece of advice. My 
a number of studies I think fall because they're poorly designed in the first place and and that makes producing an answer really difficult and and more time in the design phase I think often really does pay rewards in terms of the final outcome so really great piece of advice to everyone out there doing research so and and finally to you Sarah um, well I guess it would just be reiterating everything that we've already said but you know you can do this it does seem really scary at the start you know when you're looking at I, I, you know, if someone asked me at the start of this degree, oh, do you think you'll publish a paper during your degree? I would have said, are you crazy? No. Um, but after this process, it's definitely possible. And I, I guess I think people should go for it, even if they just, oh, you know, I'm, maybe I won't get my, my draft finished in time for the competition. It doesn't matter. Keep working at it in your spare time. You can still submit it even outside of the competition. Um, and it's it's valuable regardless um, of if you of if you you know submit it now or you submit it when you graduated or you submit it later in the year. Um, it it really is a is a great tool to have in your kit to know how to assess papers, quality of evidence, and just to develop your own your own writing skills. Thank you, and and that's a really important point that Sarah's made that the review process for the student awards is exactly the same as our review process for anything. So if you don't manage to get it finished it's exactly it's the same standard throughout the journal and therefore carry on that that's really really good good advice so um, i think it's a good point to wrap up I, i'd like to thank max nara and sarah for their time and enthusiasm it's really great for me as i come to the twilight of my career to see that the profession is in safe hands and there are young vets out there who are keen to push our knowledge forward and and tell me in 20 years all the things that I was doing wrong because I didn't have the right evidence to make my decisions. So thank you very much for everyone. I also like to thank Jenny and the uh, editorial team at Veterinary Evidence for because it's quite clear from our discussions how much help and support they give to young writers, making them able to get through this process. So thanks to everyone and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks so much, Kit. Thank you, Kit. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Veterinary Evidence. We publish freely available content relating to evidence-based veterinary medicine and its application to enhance the quality of patient care. Tweet us at RCBS Knowledge and learn more at veterinaryevidence.org.